Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Leviticus chapter 19 verses 1 through 16. Now as you look at the book of Leviticus, you realize this is a different kind of book. Uh, Moses is here at the tent of meeting. The book of Exodus ends and God starts to speak to Moses And what we get is the book of Leviticus. Leviticus is full of ceremonial laws, a lot of laws about sacrifices. And to us in the 21st century, this just seems why would we care about the book of Leviticus? But there's a lot of things here. Uh, As we look at the Old Testament, we need some realizations. We need to realize that Yahweh of the Old Testament, the God of the Old Testament, is the same God we meet in the New Testament. He's not a different God when we think of Yahweh, the Lord, in the book of Leviticus in particular, we are seeing Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The pre-incarnate Son, before he became Jesus of Nazareth, is, is there as part of the Godhead. So we get a picture of what God really cares about in the book of Leviticus. In today's reading, we're going to be challenged about holiness. Now, this is important. As we look at this current sermon series, we're talking about being a disciple of Jesus Christ. We're calling it Next Steps. What does it look like to be a mature follower of Christ? And this week, we're talking about glorifying God with our body. So we need to live holy lives and glorify God with the actions of our body. And the call to holiness comes because God is holy. God is holy, therefore he's calling us, his followers, to be holy too. So our reading, once again, is Leviticus 19, 1 through 16. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel, and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. When you offer a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord, you shall offer it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it, or on... Uh, the day after. Anything left over until the third day shall be burned up with fire. And if it is eaten at all on the third day, it is tainted. It will not be accepted. And everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity because he has profaned what is holy to the Lord. And that person shall be cut off from his people. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you until all with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. But you shall fear your God, I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. But in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slander among your people. And you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor, I am the Lord. There is so much here. Many scholars say this is really the central part of Leviticus. Chapter 19 is the central part of Leviticus. And it's based back on chapter 18. In chapter 18, he says, don't be like the Canaanite people. You are going to be different. You're going to be set apart. 
among the nations. Now, you're going to realize this is a, re, a recapitulation of the Ten Commandments. You get many of the Ten Commandments again, and you also get some of the teachings of Deuteronomy. And I want you to think about what kind of society would we be if we lived like this? A lot of the mores and norms of Western society, the things that we just kind of accept already, come from Judeo-Christian teaching. This comes straight back uh, to these passages like this. When you look at laws in our land today and see where they came from, a lot of the the nexus for our laws that we have and, and what we care about as Americans in particular come back from wisdom found in the Old Testament. And you'll notice some things that, that in the ancient world they didn't care about uh, and didn't care for too much. But God's people have always been compassionate toward those that are handicapped or those with disabilities or those who are poor and, and, and really have no power at all. And this comes straight from God's Word. So as we look at this, let's just think of some things as we're talking about holiness and being holy people. What are some things that God cares about? Well, notice early on, he says, everyone of you shall revere his mother and his father. Do you notice something different there? There's an inversion. And there's been a lot of debate about why Leviticus 19 flips the order because so far it's always been honor your father and your mother. And now he's saying, no, you need to revere your mother and your father. Now, many say this is intentional because some could say, well, I honored my father, but then they dishonored their mother. And he's saying, no, you need to revere your mother and your father and you shall keep my Sabbath. So there's this household order thing going on here. The household order is God is is the, the father of all. Uh, consider this entire world his household. And so there's this, this structure to how things should be, authority structure. The Sabbath acknowledges who God is. We stop what we're doing one day a week and we acknowledge who God is. Now, of course, we don't live under the Sabbath now, but we do have a time we as Christians on the Lord's Day that we stop and reflect on who God is. So we reorder our lives under the Lordship of God but also we should be obedient to our parents. Now think about a lot of the bad things you see in society, whether it's juvenile delinquency or horrible behavior in schools. If, if we would recapture this as a society, as a culture, that children should respect their parents and honor them, well, how much better of a society would we have? Uh, God's word just makes sense. He talks about idol worship, of course, and you may think, well, man, we don't have trouble with idol worship today, and uh, we, we have... Tons of trouble with this. Anything that you place above God in your heart is an idol, even yourself. Then he talks about in verse 5 about the peace offering. And this is strange to us. The peace offering is a free will type offering that you would uh, celebrate with God. This is the one sacrifice where the people could eat the sacrificial victim. Typically, when you would, you would offer a sacrifice, only the priest could eat the sacrifice this is a sacrifice in which you would take the meat of the offering, you would invite your friends and family, and you would come together and you would eat a large meal, a fellowship meal, in the presence of God. So you were uh, celebrating shalom with God, peace with God. And so he's saying, look, it's really important that you do this the right way. You're coming into my presence. I'm a holy God. If you're going to draw near to me, you need to do it the way I tell you to do it. That's pretty simple. If we're going to come into God's presence, we need to do it in the way that he says to do it. And he says, if you don't do that, if you don't come into my presence and, and you do things kind of on your own with your own traditions and your own uh, superstitions, 
then you basically you have profaned this offering and you buried your iniquity because of it. And he says you'll actually be cut off from the Lord. And that's another theme that you'll find in Leviticus, the idea of being cut off. Uh, then he talks in verse 9 about the harvest of your land. And this is where the poor and those that are that are aliens in the land, they matter to God. You know, they, they're to, to farm to the edges of their field and leave the edges for the poor. You're not to go and harvest a second time. If you went out and said, hey, man, we missed a whole section of our field. We need to go back and send the gleaners back out to, to get the rest of the produce. God prohibited that. So no, you leave that for the poor. You let them that. Now we're starting to see the heart of God. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. And he talks about not stealing, not dealing falsely with your neighbor. Don't bear false witness. Don't steal from your neighbor. Don't lie to each other. A society built on, on trust. I mean, imagine that. A society where you know people are telling you the truth. That you uh, have a respect for one another's property. I mean, how, how wonderful and beautiful would that be? And then he talks about when you're running your business. You know, don't, don't shortchange the people working for you. If they work that day, pay them for the work they've done. Don't hold back. Treat your employees well. Then in verse 14, you're going to get something just revolutionary for the ancient world. If a person is disabled, now they, they just picked two here. This would be a person that would be blind or deaf. And this would, this would apply to any disability of any kind. If someone is disabled in your society, you don't take advantage of them because of their disability. You treat them with honor and respect. How beautiful is that? And then in verse 16, right, talking about uh, don't slander people. Uh, stand up for the life of, of your neighbors. And I want to go back to verse 15. I missed that. This is really important too. This, this is super important in the current social justice climate right now in our country. He's like, don't do injustice in court. You should not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. In other words, don't treat people differently because they're poor and don't treat people differently because they're rich. Don't do that. Treat both groups with justice. Don't knock one down to exalt the other. So you got to be careful there. Don't treat a rich man special because he's rich, but also don't penalize the rich man because uh, the poor are living in poverty is what he's saying here. So treat them with justice. Treat them equally. Equally. Now, he's not saying you're going to get equal outcomes, but as far as justice is concerned, treat one another equally. Now, that is hard for us to do as human beings. Very hard. But God is saying treat people the same, no matter their social status. So all kinds of things. Now, I want you to think application real quick. What does God care about? Typically, when we think of holiness, we think of sexual purity, which is important. We talked about that yesterday. But also, holiness deals with Respecting your parents, respecting who God is, um, caring about the poor. I mean, holiness of life is, is caring about the poor. Now, later on in this sermon series, we're going to talk about benevolence and helping those that are, that are really uh, have fallen on some type of misfortune. Equity and justice is considered to be holy. Now, this is, we don't think of holiness in the, these manners sometimes. Uh, helping people that are disabled. And not taking advantage of them. The, all of these would be considered living a holy life. Now, just think about that today. We, we don't typically think about holiness being those things in particular, but the Bible has no problem with that at all. So those are some things to consider. Uh, 
I'm going to read through this one more time. I know our podcast today is going a little bit long, but the reading is is pretty intense, pretty long. I'm going to read through it one more time. Uh, Leviticus 19, 1 through 16. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You should be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. When you offer a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord, you shall you shall offer it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it, or on the day after. And anything left over until the third day shall be burned up with fire. If it is eaten all on the third day, it is tainted. It will not be accepted. And everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity, because he has profaned what is holy to the Lord. And that person shall be cut off from his people. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edges. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker you shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. But you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not do injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. But in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. And you, not stay, and you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. Well, I hope today that this reading has helped you, uh, that it's made sense. The book of Leviticus, I hope, makes sense in this case to you. But I pray that you can see the application here of a holy life. And I hope to see you back again tomorrow.